What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. We got me, Greg Romero Wilson, Ween Dog. Uh, Ellenberger is supposed to be coming pretty soon. We got Alonzo Menafield joining us uh, soon. It's going to be a great show. We got, we got, we're stacked. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. Don't go to the dispensary right now. Don't leave your house, okay? People are going to be trying out stuff there, all kinds of stuff. Get it delivered right to you. Uh, they got THC, sex lube. They got marijuana. They got edibles. Gino's a great, great guy. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check it out. Speedweed.com at Speedweed. Uh, Greg, how are you? I'm good, man. I got to tell you, the wife and I, we tried the uh, weed lube. Yeah. And here's the thing. It, it, uh, it works as lube. Totally fine. But I think the wife was expecting like, like, a, uh, like more. Like she was expecting, like, you know, like it's a tingle or get hot or something. And, oh, or the lube. Uh, for both of us, I guess. Oh, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wrapped my dick in chili powder. No, uh, I think she was expecting it to like, I don't know, there's nothing. So as lube worked great, but I think she was expecting more than it was supposed to. Hey, listen, you know, it, yeah, you just gotta, <laughs> like everything else, let's say your goal's really low, uh, and then you'll be happy. You know, listen, I was fine with it. I thought it worked great. I thought it was an amazing experiment. I was like, that was great. I thought it was great. And of course, you know. Well, speaking of um, things that we wanted to be amazing that they weren't. We oh, here we go. Hospital. Uh, le- that went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Yes. Um, in fact, I think Mospital yeah. did better than I thought it was going to do. Because I'm like, this guy's flying across the world. And I-, I made that flight. It's not a fun flight. Okay. All the way. He's taking the fight on, what, two days notice. He didn't look like he was in shape. Um, and... You know, he gave it his best shot. And I thought he actually looked pretty good for considering all things considering. Now, here's the thing. I do wonder, he was going crazy in that first round uh, and second round. He was throwing everything. And he almost he almost Which made sense. I thought that made sense. He knew he didn't have the conditioning, so you got to try and get out of there early. I was like, he's going for the early finish. I was like, I hope he gets it. Yeah, if he doesn't get it, it then, then 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 it's not gonna be good. Right, he took a gamble, but was it the smartest gamble? Would he have been better off maybe saving himself for the third or fourth or fifth? But I mean, I think he did exactly what he should have done. Now people are mad at Usman. They'll use a boring fighter. This listen, he got the win. All it matters is whether you win or you lose. Okay? And we have to mention this after every single Kamaru Usman fight. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We have the same argument about his fighting style, and it's never going to change. The only time he fought different was when he fought Colby. You know what I'm saying? And that was a great fight. But I mean, how is that really that? I mean, the, the difference, I mean, how is it aside from one standing and one being on the ground? I mean, how different is it from, uh, uh, what's his name, the yeah, Russian see? champ? Oh, Khabib? No, no, no. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it really, I mean, if you think about it, it's basically the same strategy, only Khabib has him on the ground, pinned to the ground, pinned to the fence, and Kamaro keeps him standing up in the fence. But Khabib actually throws punches well, does and finishes like the fight. Well, Kamaro does too, I mean, to the extent that they don't separate him. Yeah, but at the same time, it feels like Khabib does more damage when he's on top, where Kamaro's more content to just hold you there. Um, Khabib just, I mean, he's literally punching you while talking to you, telling you to quit. Uh, that was. <laughs> I mean, when that Michael Johnson fight, when he's looking at Dana White, going, "Dana, you must give me the next," I was like, "That." I mean, I couldn't think of like a better villain in a movie. Like, how scary was that? When he was like, "Oh yeah," and he's so fucking calm. He's like, "I must get," and I was like, "You could tell he didn't even want to be hurting the guy. It was just that was his job." Um, now, the Masvidal... But again, it's a smothering technique. It's a, you know what I mean? They're just going to smother you. That's what they're going to do. They're going to get you, and they're going to smother you. And in that regard, I feel like it's not that much different. I mean, uh, there are a couple things, though, that I... First of all, like, my friend Tarun, who's not even the biggest MMA fan, but, like, he's one of my best friends, but he, 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 he loves jiu-jitsu. He was like, man, if only Ben Askren wouldn't have got caught 
in that six seconds, would he have been able to do the same thing against Masvidal? And I, I got to say, like, I didn't even think about that. But maybe, I mean, may, I mean, would he be able to take those punches that Masvidal threw? Probably not. But he's got better wrestling than Usman, better MMA wrestling, or as good as MMA wrestling. I mean, he may have won that. Had he not been knocked out in six seconds with a flying knee, he might have been able to do the exact same thing that Usman did. I mean, we'll never know, right? Man, you just, you love him so much. You are going to be like, well, I mean, what did he do? I mean, come on, no way. I mean, because you, you know, so? no, not at all. He would have been knocked out one way or the other. You know, he had, Masvidal, that's when he had never lost. At that point, we're talking, I mean, this is, you're looking but back. That was also Masvidal with the full camp. This was Masvidal with six days, you know? Uh, yeah, but right, right, right. Of course, I, I get it. I get it, but also, you know, Gil, but also Usman was training for Gilbert Burns, a different fighter. Yeah. So what do you think, Joe? I sort of side with Greg on this one. I don't see Ben Askren really beating Masvidal. Um, he was a three-to-one favorite. I mean, this is such fucking revisionist history. I mean, uh, I, mean, I think that was based like, off of hype, really. I, I think so, too. Not only hype, and exactly at the time, again, he came in with a ton of hype. Wasn't that only, like, his second or third fight in UFC? Second fight, I think? Second. It was second fight, but he was also a Yeah, so, I mean, I know, but that record, again, that record becomes discounted. It's the UFC record versus the rest of the record. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to say that he, you know, won, okay, but not in the UFC. It's another thing when you won that many fights in a row in the UFC. Hell you know? a lot, look, a lot of guys won a lot of fights. Justin Gaethje was a, was a champ in another division. Uh, Eddie Alvarez was a champ in other divisions, and they came in and won the UFC belt. It, he definitely, yeah, but they put a lot of wins together in the UFC before that happened. No, they hadn't. So, well, Gaethje, Justin, oh, did, did oh, Gaethje. Oh, Eddie Alvarez, it was like – I think it was his like second or third fight uh, against RDA. I don't think it was. Uh, it ha he hadn't that many UFC wins. Well, let's ask Jake Ellenberg. See, Ellenberg is a guy who's been in there. He's What's up? There you go. Ellenberg is a pro at everything except for shaving. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we're talking about the Masvidal fight uh, against yeah. uh, the Masvidal Usma, right? My friend texted yeah. me right afterwards. He said, man, if only – uh, ben Askren hadn't got knocked out in six seconds. He may have been able to do the exact same thing to Masvidal. And I'm like, at first I was like, no, that's not true. Masvidal's striking is too good. His takedown defense looked really good. The more I think about it, I mean, Askren's actually better at MMA wrestling than Usman. Would he be able to do that, you think? Yeah. I, it's tough to say. I mean, I mean Usman and Askren are, are both – in my opinion, two of the best wrestlers in the sport. Um, and and they're, just, they're just different styles of fights. Could he have done it? Of course he could. I mean, Askren did it. How many guys have he, has he done that before? Um, but, uh, it, dude, it's tough, too. I mean, especially when, when Masvidal knows he's fighting a, you know, a, a world-level wrestler. Right. Um, and he, you know, and plus on the on the fence, it's a lot easier to defend takedowns than the open. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it is. It's it's hard to say. I mean, there's so many things thrown in. Masvidal getting you know thrown in there kind of last minute. And uh, but you know, Askren's Askren's incredible. He's so good at what he does. It's one of those things. Um, could he have done it? Of course, of course he could have. Um, his striking may be a little, maybe not as high level or. To the same level as Usman, but uh, Cody did that fight go as expected for you? Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly, and this is just my opinion, I, th I thought it would have been a little bit more one sided. Um, yeah, right? I thought Masvidal did better than I thought he was gonna do, especially he did. In that first round. And you know, even having fought Masvidal, he, he's a dangerous guy, like, he can explode on his feet really fast. I mean, you saw when he knocked out Darren Till. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a time when I fought him too. Uh, he hit me with like a combination, and I was seeing stars. I remember that, and I was like, "He's a lot. He's a step. He's a lot faster than he looks." Like I hit right. you with two or three, and you're like, you know, I, I remember that very, very clearly. So I knew he was going to be dangerous. He's going to be wild. It's like that's what makes him so good. He's very unpredictable. But uh, now, Ask um, now Askren actually tweeted out, "This fight is boring," which is like. <laughs> 
Mike Perry saying, get your life together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. Because there's a guy, Mike Perry. No offense, Jake. Sorry to bring uh, that up. I'd be, I, I know you just woke up. Not uh, but, um, so, oh. I'm, I'm kidding. Wow. But what is what is the wrong with uh, what is wrong with Mike Perry? What is his issue? What's Greg, Greg, you're, an alcohol, you're, you're a drug addict, Greg. What what's going on? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I am an enthusiast. There is a big <laughs> difference. Okay, I can make it through the day. Um, you know, I, what the guy's got anger issues. I mean, we've seen this before in other fighters. I mean. There's, and it's not highly uncommon among fighters to have anger management issues, but there's certain guys you can tell they're just below the surface, ready to pop at all times. And oh, yeah. he's one of those guys. Definitely. Definitely. And, they, and that's even makes him, I, I had guys, so many people hitting me up, like, what are they, is UFC, are they going to cut him? What are they going to do? And it's like, I, no, I don't know. I don't think so. The, the same thing, like people, want to watch him fight he's very remarkable like it's the same thing that compel people to watch him he's a loose cannon like the the, the whole he could snap at any minute that's what people want to watch him you know what I'm totally saying? Yeah. totally and he's drunk too you know i gotta take that factor into consideration you're at a, they're at a bar what during his fight oh okay <laughs> no at the bar <laughs> fight saying, dude i thought you were saying no, that, the, that's john jones it was like yeah. the bottle his girlfriend was given it was filled with water. Well, <laughs> it's no, no, Greg, you saw what happened at the bar, right? Greg, you saw what happened at the bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can't believe his girl's old enough to be at a bar. That was the whole thing. I was like, I mean, she's got to be, what, 18, 19? All right, but listen, Mike Perry, <laughs> the, UFC, the UFC did say that, like, they're going to – that he's on his way to rehab right now, um, and he's going to be getting professional help. Uh, what so. do – I, I didn't know that he wasn't with the, the Platinum Princess anymore. What happened there? I don't know. They broke up, and then now he's with a girl who looks like she may have been ordered from Wayfair. I was going to say, honestly, <laughs> her, parents, her parents are probably wondering where she is. So, <laughs> I, he, maybe he, you know, I, but, well, uh, no, but he was his coach his last fight, though. And she's, she's actually undefeated now as his coach. She's now... Uh, she wanted the bar. She, he beat know. Up like three guys. Yeah. She was. She really knew how to dab him with the ice. That was the best part of her technique. Well, she said punch him in the face, and that's what he did. So you <laughs> yeah. can't. Uh, speaking of, speaking was, of which, uh, rounds between rounds when he was telling his girlfriend, "You're doing a great job." Like he was complimenting. <laughs> I, that was the best part of the night for me. Oh, when well, yeah. that. So, uh, all right, so Colby Covington tweeted out during the fight, uh, during the Usman fight, this is a barn burner, as expected or something. I'm so excited. Uh, uh, they asked Masvidal who he's fighting next. He said, anybody but that punk Covington. Uh, he doesn't want to fight Covington, which is, which is a little shocking because they have bad blood, and it seems that Masvidal does better in bad blood fights. Uh, so who, what do you, how should this division go? I mean, in my opinion, Burns gets the next fight against Usman. Yeah. If I was Colby, I would sit out until he gets the winner of that. But would, he, go on, Jake. I'll say, I would love, I still would love to see the, the Colby and Woodley fight. I mean, as far as, it's a great fight. You know, let's not forget two fights ago, Tyron was still the champ. So, right. Yeah, he drops two, but, and, uh, you know, obviously, Colby losing to the champ. I mean, it, it would be a great fight. Now, if I was the UFC, right, if I was Dana White or if I was Mick Maynard, I would book Colby versus Nate Diaz because okay. I think that's a, a very winnable fight for Colby. They're both coming off losses. That's some fireworks right there, boy. Woo! Great fight. All kinds of shit talking, right? Yeah, boy. Oh. Now, Colby wins that fight. Then he's got the hype behind him to fight Usman. And I think it's a very winnable fight for, for Colby. Uh, but for Nate, but Nate Diaz also is a – you can't count him out of any fight. Um, who do you like in that fight, Jake? Colby, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, Colby's never had issues conditioning, you know, going five rounds as we've seen. But uh, Nate Diaz, that, that's the thing that Nate has an advantage. He can keep a pace for five rounds. So if, if, you can, if you can match the pace and you have better skills, you're more likely going to come out on top. I mean – you saw that with those when he fought RDA. You saw it when he fought. I mean, yeah, Connor was a little bit. You know, it wasn't the most engaging fight, but uh, he's 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 easier to figure out. But yeah, I would go with Colby. Uh, Perez. 
<laughs> I think the the only one in the division right now, at least in the top five, who gives Colby Covington a problem would be Gilbert Burns, in my opinion. So I think Colby has the potential to be champion. We got to see what happens with Gilbert and Usman. But depending yeah. on that fight, I think in the meantime, I think Colby should fight. I think the Nate fight is great. And I think at some point they're going to have to uh, – I mean, Colby's going to have to fight Jorge because that would be probably one of the biggest fights of the year, in my opinion. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Greg? Well, what, I mean, Nate Diaz, like, he he's a big draw. And I understand, like, from a business standpoint, it's a big fight. But is he a, is he a top five guy? I mean, you got so many – you, you know, the Colby, Woodley, Burns, Usman, there's some, you know, I, I don't see Diaz in the top five right now. Yeah, sure, do I, I see Connor fighting Diaz next just because it's a, you can play that fight anytime you want. Um, and, and again, I would, I would love to see the either Colby versus uh, Woodley. If, if, if it'll ever happen, I don't know, but, uh, and we'll see how Usman and Burns plays out. I'll tell you who I wouldn't want to fight. If I was any of those guys, wonder boy. Because that guy has got to be the most awkward fight. I mean, you fought him, Jake. I was at that fight. Was, is it training for Wonderboy the hardest thing? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I remember I, I, trained, I trained with Machida a bunch, and it's kind of like these guys that are so unpredictable. It's like you don't know. They're, they're very good. They're very good with distance and range, you know, from that, that karate background. But that's, it's, that's a big advantage. But uh, – what uh, what what is he? Is he still fighting? What's going on with him right now? I don't know. I mean, I know he wants to fight. I know Wonder yeah. Boy. I mean, he's he's Masvidal. That's a great fight, right? Wonder Boy Masvidal. Yeah, that'd uh, be a hell of a fight. They already fought. Uh, Wonder Boy. Yeah, Wonder Boy beat Masvidal. No, Did they? No. Yeah. Read that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you just named the exact reason they should fight again. <laughs> yeah, because you don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg, it's like, it's like it never happened. I don't think you remember fights you were actually at, Greg. Okay. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. I remember sitting in your car and watching them on the <laughs> Oh, fuck you. That, that was a mistake. Sorry about that. All right. Classic. So, Come on, it's a classic. All right. So now let's talk about uh, somebody who I think should fire his camp and never train again is Max Holloway. Because for a guy with no sparring and no camp, he looks fucking exceptional. Uh, I was shocked. When he said he had no sparring and no camp, I'm like, oh, this is... By the way, by the way, just so you know, my friend asked me all my picks. I gave him eight picks, and they all won. Of course, really? I made... No. Of course, I made no bet. Uh, yeah. My picks won, too, dude. My parlay. I won 15 bucks. Well, yeah, nice. I'm just an idiot. If I had a bet, I would have lost all of them. Uh, yeah. You can't do it for yourself. You can only do it for other people. Yeah, because I don't give a fuck with other people. I'm just like, yeah, yeah I don't even think about it. Uh, Jake, right, you, you go with your gut and you just fire them off, you know. Jake, did you win any money this week? Yeah, I only, I only had two guys. I had that that Peter Jan over uh, Aldo. Aldo, yeah. I mean, which I knew was going to be a good fight uh, in the first, you know, the first few rounds. But uh, I only had him and him and Usman the only two guys that I bet on. So now, I mean, what do you? Because I feel like you put like five thousand down or something or some kind of stupid number. <laughs> no, not that much. Uh, so, so, all right. So Holloway looked great. I thought he got fucking screwed. I mean, I mean, cheating on Brittany Palmer with Lena Dunham is a better fucking decision than that. I mean, <laughs> that's thing you gotta, I gotta give you credit, uh, Adam, for the bad decision jokes. You, you, you did, you laid them all out there. You didn't leave any on the drawing board. I did. You I did like, seasons on 90 Day Fiance. That was, yeah, awesome. I mean, there was, I, I saw myself at least five. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, man, he is—he's he, got this bad decision shit going. It's like, it's like, oh no, I got to try that one too. Like every single one, and they're all good. They're oh, thank all you. good. Appreciate that. They're uh, pretty damn funny. But I'll say that for the fight, okay, like in the first fight, I didn't think Volkanovski did enough to take the title. In this yeah. one, I felt like Holloway was fighting the last two rounds like he had done enough. And the other guy wasn't doing enough to take, and even though, like, he wasn't trying to win the title, you right. know, like he was trying to preserve the win, and I think that's what made him vulnerable. But it seemed obvious the first three rounds were his, and I think that was kind of the way he was fighting in those last two rounds. Jake, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think I think Max really kind of found his range and started to really pick up the pace, and and uh, it was there were some close rounds. It's I. I was I still had Max. Uh, I thought he was going to get his hand raised. Uh, 
Me too, man. Three to two. I thought it was pretty obvious. I know. You know, you never know with these judges. I mean, it was could have been judged by Adel- Adelina Bird here from Vegas. Who knows? Seriously. Now, some of you uh, – there were more fights on Twitter, actually, during the fights. So, Bisbing, Bisbing and Hendo are still going at it. These are going to be like fucking – they're going to be like 90-year-old, grumpy old men fighting in old-age home. So, yeah. Hendo tweets out, enjoying the fights as much as possible while trying to having to listen to Bisbing. Happy anniversary to the night I put you to bed. <laughs> so then Bisbing chimes back, yeah, on steroids, mate, you cheating cunt. No honor, <laughs> no surprise. Then I beat you with one eye. Get fucked, sour bitch. Uh, oh, he took, I feel like he took uh, that comment personally. <laughs> then he wrote, uh, never won the UFC belt. Don't be sour, you old wanker. This is still Bisbing. Now disappear back to obscurity. And he keeps going. Uh, he goes, drinking again and reliving your old glory days. All polite to my face and talk shit online. Didn't have you down as a keyboard warrior. Um, and then Hendo wrote, surprised you saw this. Guessing you're not keeping your one eye on the fights as you're supposed to be commentating. No wonder why your commentating is shit. Uh, and then it just keeps fucking going. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts? Who won that round on Twitter? Why are these guys still fighting? Uh, what's going uh, on, Jake? There, there was, I, I feel like there might have been some drinking involved before the, the tweet. but uh, Maybe. There might be. Where I was like, wow, Dan. Like, okay. <laughs> and it, it was funny. It was entertaining. But uh, well, kind of surprising. Right. Well, that's not really Hendo's personality. Well, I've hung out with Hendo. He has been drinking a lot. Uh, I think he hasn't <laughs> stopped since he's retired. He's, a, he's, he's having a lot of fun in Temecula. Look, I, looking back at that first fight at UFC 100, Hendo didn't have to take that extra punch. That was kind of fucked up. Bisping was laid out. For lot. I understand everyone hated Bisping at that time. Right. And he was like a villain. But that wasn't – he could have – I mean, that wasn't cool. And, you know, Hendo said he had it coming. He didn't even deny the fact that he punched him again. Look, the ref didn't stop him. Yeah. Uh, the ref had to be there. The second fight was pretty close. Uh, it was very close than I thought it was going to be, actually. I don't even know why that fight even happened. He, I, it, like, Bisman was the champ, but Hendo was ranked like like 20 or something. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, just because of the history they had, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like both those guys. Uh, they're, both, they're both friends of mine. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think it was out of line. I mean, there was no point of Hendo even putting that out there. Though. He definitely started that shit. I mean, there was no, no. point. I, like... <laughs> Oh, that was great. Entertaining. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. Speaking of entertaining, uh, we got a guy joining us right now. Alonzo Menefield. You know this guy, Jake? Yeah. Alonzo Menefield, uh, 205-pounder, badass fighter. This dude has lived through it all. He went through 10 different or 20 different juvenile detention centers as a kid. He yeah. couldn't even read at age 13, 14. He was in and out of the system in L.A. Dad never – he never knew his dad. Mom was on crack. He was adopted by a black Christian family from Nigeria, took him in and his brother, cleaned him up, uh, his life, you know. Uh, next thing you know, he's playing college football, made it to arena football. Now he's 10-1 and one in the UFC with, uh, I think, 10 knockouts. This dude, he's, he's the truth. Uh, he's, he's awesome, Alonzo Menafield. Uh, he, he's a, he's very black. He's actually, you got, he's actually on right now. You just can't see him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Alonzo, can you hear me? I don't know if his mic and video is connected yet. Uh, uh, Zoom is not his friend. Uh, he was supposed to come three times last week. Didn't actually show up. Oh, something uh, happened. And I, and I actually, there he is. Up. Oh, there he is. How are you? He's sideways. Uh, what's up? Alonzo, I think he's in his car. Uh, I can't hear him. This is going really well so far. Uh, this is. Just keep complimenting him so until a, he connects. Well, there's a, that thing, there's a mic button. It looks like a microphone. And it's on your bottom left yes. on the screen. And that's probably got an X to it right now. So just click that button. There we go. Uh, I think he's scarier sideways, actually. Um, but can he, can he hear us? Alonzo, can you hear us? Alonzo? Uh, all right. Here we These go. Zoom podcasts yeah, now are he's so connected. great. He's coming in. <laughs> 
You know, I was just thinking today, I was like, I like this better when it was just audio because like it comes to showtime and I'm like, oh shit, I got to put a hat on. And yep. I, can't, I can't look like garbage like I usually can. Uh, you're, you're good. You, you're a beautiful man, Greg. Alonzo. Thanks, What's up? Alonzo Metafield. How are you, man? All right, and he's, he's gone. gone. All right, well, that was Alonzo, guys. Uh, great interview with Alonzo so far. He's By the way, this, this is not just this podcast that has this problem. Every podcast right now is doing Zoom, and they all have this same exact problem. So don't well, think Well, you know, I mean, not everybody, you, you know, unless you're corporate, you probably, you, you probably installed Zoom just to do this interview. Yeah. You know, and the first couple of times you use it, it is a little wonky. It's kind of hard to figure out where, and then it's like, then it connects you and it's like, do you want to use computer audio, your audio, a phone call audio? And you're like, I don't fucking know. Just make it talk. I don't yeah. fucking know which audio, you know, like it, it is a little unnerving the first couple of times you use it. I know I felt that way. 100%. All right. Well, let's talk about the Jose Aldo fight because what's up with Jake? You've been in there. What's up with these refs? I mean, the guy was just getting pounded on. Yeah, yeah that was uh, – he should have been stopped probably about 30, 40 seconds before than it actually did. But uh, it's one of those things, too. It's I mean, you could even go as far to say the corner should have thrown the towel in. It's like well, there's, no, there's no reason to take, you know, unnecessary damage. It's like can he win the fight? Okay, he's tired, so not likely. Uh, has he won the first couple rounds? No, don't think so. You know, and so it's – you know, there just needs to be better, a better, like, uh, kind of structure or reform to train these refs a little bit. I don't know. But uh, that that was a little – that was too far, man. And, and you don't want to see anybody get seriously hurt. Yeah, for he sure. Looked, I tell you what, though. He looked great the first two rounds. He did. He actually – he looked jacked. I mean, that was like a different Aldo. He looked fucking ripped. Um, My buddy said uh, – <laughs> He said, 10-minute Jose Aldo is lethal. And I was like, I agree. Like, you know, three, even, even a three, you know, three, three rounds is a lot different than five rounds. I will tell you that. Because once yeah, you get past three rounds, he might have won, actually. It's uh, a good point. Yeah. But now they're saying he's going to fight um, Dominic Cruz. And at first Who's I it? thought uh, Aldo versus Dominic Cruz, they're saying. Okay. First I was like, why? But then I thought, you know what? That's actually a, a good fight because they're both names. Uh... They're both right there. I mean, they're number three and four. You can't say they're not like number. Th it's not like no offense to Diego Sanchez, but like someone like Sanchez Guida or somebody who's like, you know, you're like, well, what are we doing this? Um, and uh, a pretty good fight, actually. Yeah, uh, I think Aldo might win that fight. I think. I mean, based on how he looked last week, uh, I don't know who wins. Dominic, you can never. Dominic's a slick fighter too. You never cut him out. Great fight, yeah. Greg. Yeah, it would be great. I mean, yeah, they should launch the senior tour immediately, you know? I mean, you you just love making these old guys keep fighting each other. I, I think we've seen that both of these guys maybe need to wind it down. So, uh, I, look, I'm not the one who fucking made this fight. I'm just telling you what the streets are talking. Aldo's only 34 years old, too. He's not that old. 34 in fight years? Come on, man. That's fucking... That's thirty-eight. That's thirty-eight in comedian years. <laughs> Jake thought he was sixty, dude. Are you kidding? Jake was a marine in World War One. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, now, Paige Van Zant. I, I kind of felt for her in a way. I feel like everyone yeah. hates this girl, uh, but why do people hate her? Because she has yet to do anything in the ring to deserve the hype that she's gotten. She consistently loses good matches. I, I knew she was going to lose this one because that's what she does. Well, you called it a ring, okay? So your credibility is fucking out. Come on. She beat Felice Herrig. Paige Van Zandt did. That was a great knockout. Okay. She knocked out Rowdy Beck. Uh, Rowdy Beck's another one that hasn't done much in the octagon or the cage, whatever you want to call it. She's so, I mean, I, I like Rowdy. You know I like Rowdy Beck, but I mean, she really never did that much. She was, she's the bare knuckle boxing queen. She's the right, queen. That's exactly. She had to basically, she had to drop down to bare knuckle boxing. Drop I mean, down, dude. That, that's a sport of the future. All right, Alonzo's back. The, yes, after the apocalypse, that is the sport of the future. You're exactly right. Alonzo, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, how are you, man? What's going on? 
Oh, I'm doing good, doing good, man. What about yourself? Can you turn the phone the other way? Because right now you're, you're sideways. Okay, cool. All right. What's up, people? There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. Bet Online has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? Huh, we got you. Bet Online has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book expert. Here we go. All right, so I gave you a great intro. I talked about where you came from, where you've been. Did you hear the intro? No, I didn't. Oh, I said, I said, this is a guy who grew up, you know, he went to 10 orphanages, seven group homes, juvenile detention. You, you, you got rescued by this Nigerian Christian who, and then actually, you know, you're playing D1 football. You got arena football. Now you're 10-1 in the UFC. You're killing it, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I did drop the ball in my last fight. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that because we're trying to focus on the positive here. Uh, but right. <laughs> now we are, now we're focusing on positive. <laughs> oh, uh, we are when, when uh, the guys in front of us, we are. Uh, now, now, that, now that was a fight. Uh, yeah. That, first of all, that guy was really good that you fought. You had him hurt in the first. You, you almost yeah. had him out. Were you surprised? Because everyone else you punch goes down. Were you surprised he's able to take your punch? Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. And, and, and I felt like he was about to, you know, go away. But uh, his dad was able to motivate him, and he just got a second energy, like a damn zombie. Uh, and he, he was able to come back and uh, keep fighting me. Uh, Ellenberger, I mean, you knocked out Jake Shields. You knocked out Nate Marquardt. Uh, was there anybody that ever was able to take your punch and you couldn't believe it? Uh, I mean, honestly, like uh, Stephen Thompson, I hit him pretty hard. He, he wobbled, but uh, – in uh, Baller, man, he's he's one of the guys who's really hard. To yeah. for sure, for sure. So, Alonzo, what did we learn from this fight? Oh shit! You know what I did learn? I learned that uh, when I do take a fight, make sure that my my body is always one hundred percent physically, um, and then you know cardiovascular. I learned uh, I got to get more <laughs> into the cardiovascular. Uh, shit, man, I learned a lot, you know, endurance was, wasn't there, my, my shoulder was tired, um, so with, with that said, you know, I learned, you know, that I should always check those off my list before going into a fight, um, and then, you know, I'll be able to display my skill sets, because truth be told, I was just tired as hell, man, I couldn't really do anything. You look tired, I'm not gonna mm. lie, uh, you look like, uh, you were, you were kind of, you had your hands on your knees, you were, you were... <laughs> You were asking your corner for an inhaler. Uh, it was right. yeah. rounds. It was it was rough. Do you think you have too many muscles? Yeah. It seems like you have too many. No, I had a lot more muscles as as a linebacker. Right now, you know, I, I think I adjusted. I'm good. You know, not too many muscles. I just I didn't prepare as well as I wanted. You know, no, was it because was it because of COVID? Yeah, COVID messed me up. You know, a lot of gyms are like, you know, no, we're closed. So I have to pretty much work in my garage and you know me buying equipment kind of like went kind of cold because everyone was buying up everything so I was like damn yeah I'm lifting, yeah I'm lifting up rocks and making sandbags <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's crazy so, so you went into a fight in the UFC against a stud uh and you had no equipment and, and you had no training partners did you spar no. them yeah, I, I I believe I wouldn't call it sparring, but we uh we felt each other out um for like two weeks. I did that, and then I went into the fight because oh, that's when gym started opening up. So Jake, yeah, you was, ever had a training camp like this? No, nah, I never had a training camp like this. So it was new, and you know I I thought like yeah I'll beat him with willpower. And, you know I had willpower, but I just didn't have that cardio, that endurance. So 
now now I know what I need all all the time. That's I mean that that's, that sounds awful. I mean, but you, you still look good, I, even though you lost a fight. Honestly, and uh, Rogan and them even said they were like. Your stock didn't go down because you didn't look bad. You just you just looked like you were a little tired. In fact, it was Ty going to the third. If he hadn't got that takedown in the third, you would have won. Yeah, man. And when he got that takedown, I was like, God damn it! Um, <laughs> I was thinking about biting him. Give the old Tyson technique. <laughs> I was gonna bite him, man. Don't take me down, man. <laughs> what did you, what did what did your wife and kids say? Oh, when I got back. Yeah. Oh, she said I dropped the ball. She told me, uh, I told you you should have been running. I was like, I think I need more than running. (laughs) (laughs) Your wife said I told you to run? Man, it it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. Uh, I love the (laughs) Oh, man. What what did your wife say to you after you lost sometimes, Jake? you, You got a hot blonde wife? Oh yeah, we don't talk about fighting, Adam. We oh, we really? let we yeah. I got it. But that's a good policy. This is a policy. Yeah, that's a, that's a closed door. Um, this is a weird this is a weird time though. I I you know the whole COVID shit, man. I, I I've never seen anything like it. You know, I've had to train for submission underground, but not you know an MMA an MMA fight's a lot different. So I've never had to prepare during like a weird time like this, man. So it's. It's bizarre. You're also very new to fighting, man. I mean, you were a, an arena football player, what, four years ago? Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. I played IFL, arena football. Terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> I hate, I hate it. Wait, why, wait, why was it terrible? It's because it, the offense is moving, and the defense is, is just all weird. And you play on carpet, you got your thin little shoes on. I mean, it, it just – Super weird. I didn't like it at all. Greg, do you watch this at all? I know you're a football fan. You watch arena football? I, I've watched a little bit of it. And, and it, you know, to be honest, I'd rather watch reruns of NFL football than watch <laughs> arena football. It's, uh, it just, they're in that short little field, and it just, I don't know, the whole thing kind of feels a little, yeah, I'm with you. I think it feels wonky. Yeah. It doesn't feel quite right. What, uh, no. what, uh, what college did you play for? I played for A&M. Not, not the Aggies, but Comrades. Were you were you close to going pro, like the NFL? Yeah, you know, I had a, a manager, Russell Best, at the time, and uh, I was close. But I never got that invite, uh, even though I made it to the uh, Indianapolis Arena or Combine. I still didn't get that uh, NFL tryout. So, and I landed in the IFL, and then with that crap, I was like, you know what, if I got to do, do this for another year, I'm done. So then I went to MMA. Wow. There you go. That's yeah. crazy, though, man. How 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 hard is it to get that invite? Wow, man, it seemed like it was political, you know? They were like, oh, he's not the right height, not the right size. And I was like, you know what? But my stats, giving up from, you know, when I was a freshman all the way up, I, I figured they, they spoke louder. But, I mean, it, it was super hard. So I, I, I said to myself, I'll do MMA. I'll have my own decision with my left and right hand. <laughs> <Now I'm here. laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now, now uh, Greg, you're you're a uh, Tex. You're from Texas. How good is A and M, the football team he uh, played for? Well, you said you played for Commerce. Is that right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that's, so I had bad grades, and I went to the Division Two. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was just like, eh, it's not really the premier program. <laughs> yeah. Because give, give me give me Aggies, good grades and Aggies. I promise you, I go to NFL then. Right. I mean, yeah, because A&M, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a major Division One program. They're Southeast Conference now. Like, I mean, that, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, and listen, but that, you know, great players can come out of anywhere, but it is tough to get the opportunity to showcase. But what's yeah. commerce? I don't understand. What is, what's, what's commerce? Like, what commerce is, is a small town that's like, what is it, like northeast of, of Dallas by about 45 minutes, something like that? Yeah, and they call it East Texas, but it is north of Texas. Right. It was originally called, I think, like East Texas State or something for a long time. Did, yep. did, you, guys have any, did you guys have any groupies or any fans that came to your games or anything or no? At Commerce? Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. That, that school was backwards. They were big into fraternity and sororities. I, I, it was super weird, man. People get pat on the ass. I don't, I don't get it. But they, <laughs> 
nothing against fraternities and sororities, but all offense. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to take a paddling? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. I was going to be alpha. And, and the guy who played football with me said, yeah, we may have to do the paddle. I said, man, I'll knock your ass out, man. You ain't going to paddle me. <laughs> <laughs> your MMA career might have started sooner. So the guy, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so the guy who adopted you, right, uh, did he talk to you after your fight and say, start running? You, you said the guy who adopted me? Yeah. What did he say? Did he call you after your fight and say, keep your head up, don't worry about it, I know you're going to be champ one day? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he called me um, probably like three days ago, and he told me, like, yeah, just keep safe, be safe. He always says be safe. Uh, he said, did you find anything else to do? Oh, I know. Still fighting, but he said, "Okay, keep doing it. Be safe." <laughs> that's uh, awesome. That's, all that's such yeah. an amazing story, man. Like the fact that like you and your brother were in like thirteen different group homes and fucking beating up people, and you couldn't read, right? Till so you were twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it was hard, man. My mom was an immigrant from uh, Belize. She didn't believe in education. She believed in like you know getting money from the government. So she would do things like, hey, we got to do this act, and you got to figure out a way to, are you there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, just, she, was, she was trying to figure out a way to get money and not really too concerned about education. So, you know, I got put in crazy-ass schools, and they didn't give a crap about education. They cared about restraining you. So, yeah, you would imagine as far as, like, education and me being able not to read and do math correctly, that, that was my life. Uh, until I got adopted, so it all changed then. Well, man, you got you got an amazing story. Uh, when do you want to fight again? I want to fight in August. I, I'm I'm training. I've been training since I lost. I dropped the ball. I've been training hard. Yeah. So I, I'm like super ready. Uh, hopefully in August they call me. I told them if they have a July spot, put me in there. What do you think of uh, Will Smith and Jada? Oh yeah, I heard about it. I, was, I think that they're cool. <laughs> no, no. She said that she was banging this guy named August, a rapper, but it wasn't cheating. It was an entanglement. Yeah, yeah. The free spirited, I guess. Um, you know, I love Will Smith. Uh, Jada, she's an interesting one to me. I, I don't, I don't really know too much about the gossip, you know. But you would never uh, let you would never let your girl have an entanglement, right? <laughs> no, no entanglement. No, it, it's over, over. It's, it's entanglement. <laughs> Well, I love, I love them, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alonzo, thank you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. You're the best. Can't see you fight again. Always a fan. Whether you win or lose, we're in your corner. And I, I guarantee you're going to be champ in the next three years. Don't forget us when you're the champ. I will not. Thank you so much. Anytime, mm -hmm. man. Take care. Right, Y'all take care. Me too. That was Alonzo Manifield. I like that guy. That's good. Yeah. He is one of those guys, though, that comes in so muscular that your first question in your mind is, does he have any gas? Can he, you know, is, is he going to be able to make it later rounds? Yeah. Everybody has the gas. Everybody. You got to prepare the right way. It's, can you, can you push yourself? Can you put yourself in that, you know, situation? Conditioning. Just, this is getting your, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you prepare if you're a guy that muscular? You got to get, you got to, I mean, you got to hit that wall as many, as many times as you can. I mean, until, you just mentally you can push through it it's it's one of the there's a it's it's tough because like you got to be able to like physiologically and mentally be on the same page you know what i mean some people are extremely mentally tough but just don't have the you know physiologically they just can't there's only you know there's only so far before you hit the wall but you gotta you gotta it's where you gotta exhaust yourself in training you gotta push yourself but no i mean yeah those big guys you gotta used to it be uncomfortable you gotta make yourself tired a lot in 15 minutes you know is a long time Oh, man, so let's talk about some of the fights uh, this week. This Wednesday, there's fights. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. And also wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we go on to the next fights, can I give a shout out to that first fight on the early prelims, that Davy Grant, Martin Day fight. That yeah. was a hell of a fight. Those were some gutsy fighters. And that Davy Grant, man, he, he slugged it out and he knocked him out. It was a great fight. I, in my opinion, it was like one of the best fights of the night. It was. And that guy, Davy Grant's a good guy. And he's a guy that, like, I, I liked him on The Ultimate Fighter, and I always thought he was a guy that just never got, you know, like, whatever happened to that guy? There's a lot of guys like that. You're just like, wait, what happened to that guy? And I'm happy he's finally, and it seems like he's also, uh, he has a restaurant and this and that. It's yeah. like when you don't need the money, 
especially with right it alleviates the pressure you can actually just enjoy it and relax and do your best when you're not like i need this win or my children are gonna fucking starve you know? i would say 99 percent of the auditions that i fucked up were because i wanted it too bad uh yeah oh absolutely me too you know the guys that we've seen it's so funny so many guys we've seen succeed you find out they're from rich families and it's like, well, of course, you walk in there, you're all cavalier, having a ball, because you don't fucking need it. You know, you go in there like you or I, and you're like, okay, you know, I got fucking eight mile playing in my ear. Like, if you have one <laughs> shot, one opportunity, would you blow it? I'm like, I'm not going to blow it, you know. It's and then totally everything different. you say, you second guess. Did I totally. I, I, I can't, and I think that, I think also it's just a matter of like, yeah, it's just, but they don't teach you that when you're growing up. They teach you that if you want something really bad, you, ha you have to get it, you have to want it. Whereas yeah. sometimes it's like, yeah, you have to want it, but you have to like, it's like a girl. How many times when you like a girl, you don't get her? When you really like somebody, you just, you call her too much. You yeah, you try too hard. You absolutely, trying too hard is the hallmark of my career. It's, <laughs> it's what I do the best, is trying too hard. I'm over eager, I fucking floor it, I ruin it every, learning to pace myself over an hour was one of the hardest things that I had to train myself to do. Because I ran everything like it was a sprint on stage, you know? I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm, I'm still there and I hate it. Uh, so uh, so P Paige Van Zant, but we didn't finish her. What does she do now? Because she's, uh, she's testing free agency. Dana White said, told her to go test free agency. Should she still fight? Like, first of all, I think she never should have left Team Alpha Male. I think I hate to say it. It seemed like that was a really good place for her. People were her size, and she was getting yeah. she was getting the wrestling that she needed over there. Um, but should she go into acting? Should she go into? Uh, I mean, she's yeah. I mean, she she's got a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of ways she could go. Right? She's extremely marketable. Obviously, she's uh, you know she's beautiful, but it's up to. Sorry. <laughs> Kids, you know, Paige, to me, Paige Van Zandt has always seemed like somebody who enjoyed fighting, uh, but enjoyed it more for the limelight than the actual, you know, desire to be a great fighter. And I think that's what we see. I think she enjoys the attention of being the prettiest girl in the room, you know, in that environment. But I, I've never felt like she was this hungry to be a champ fighter. And I think that that's what we see. Well, when she's fighting these Brazilians who came from favelas, uh, who came from nothing, uh, who literally, like, that girl she fought was, I mean, that girl is a legit, they, 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 they're putting her into the, against the walls. They're not giving her easy fights. Yeah, no, I like her, too. I picked her in that one, and I like, and I thought she, well, she I thought was a nine to one favorite. Nine to one favorite. Uh, but, I, but personally, I like Paige. I met her a bunch of times. She's really sweet, and I like her a lot. Yeah, great. I think, I think that people don't like her also because she's married. I feel like if she was single, <laughs> she would, people are like angry that she's I mean, married. In, in, envy to people are envious. It's you know one of those things. She yeah, she's got a, she's got a lot of attention in people. It's it's easy to hate. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like you know looking at somebody yeah. who's made the top and they're like, oh, this guy. It's but she easy didn't to do anything. Up. Like Cody comes was... out there and like fucking tries to get people to hate them. Uh, even Bisbing. Other people like like. D uh, Dylan Dennis is, right. is a legit troll. Paige <laughs> Van Zandt shows people videos of her dancing on trampolines. Her tits are bouncing. Oh yeah, guys, days are essentially better because of it. <laughs> and people are fucking pissed. <laughs> like, like, well, that's the thing is, I feel like once she got married, then it's then it became about her fighting. Then it's like, all right, well, you know, you know, are you a great fighter then? Because you know, you're not really you know available anymore. Well, also, she complains about not getting paid enough. And she's not winning, and it's and those things are not. You can't do that. You can't be like pay me more and then lose in the first round. It's she's won two bad. out of her last six fights. You know what so I'm saying? So that's also a problem too. You know? Uh, yeah, and that's the thing too. Once you, once you're, once you're one of the you know kind of in the I will say the top echelon, top tier. There's no easy fights. You know what I mean? It's even like Woodley coming off the loss to to Usman. You know, and then fights yeah. burn. Like you're you, you once you. Once you get to that top echelon, I mean, you're you're never gonna have an easy fight again. And, and I mean, if I were her, I would definitely try to, you know, get into the entertainment side, whether that's film or acting or whatever. But she's, you know, extremely marketable. There's a lot of ways she could go. Well, even dude, some of your fights, man, on paper were hard as fuck, and then you like you knocked out uh, Pele in six seconds. Yeah. 
I didn't know who he was. That's, I'm being honest. No idea who he was. And then, like, I, I looking back, I'm like, he he was. A, I mean, he was one of the shootbox guys, one of the savages from shootbox. And he, it's funny. But I started. Back, didn't he win over Matt Hughes? He had like some major wins. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holy had, shit. crazy, crazy uh, fights with Anderson Silva. Rafael Cordero used to tell me he used to run Anderson Silva out of the gym. He he was just, I mean, he's a scary dude for sure. And what, you knocked out Jake Shields in 20 seconds, right? No, it was like a half a round. But. I mean, so some of the sometimes some of these like people that were supposedly harder fights for you, you beat up quicker than the easier fights. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all about the, it's all it's always about the headspace you're in, man. The mentality, you know what I mean. You got to be in the right right headspace. Right, right, right. Now, a guy that got a blowjob on our podcast, Makwan Amerikani, right on, got wow. a blowjob. He won his fight, and then told the ref this guy's choked out, and helped bring him back to life. Great. Uh, yeah, he seemed really worried about that. Yeah. He was like lifting his feet immediately because I think he knew he'd been out longer than the ref had known about it. Uh, do these refs just like hate Americans or something? Like, what, what, what's going on? Or they, like, what's, I don't think that guy was American, but well, I don't know what the fuck. Meanwhile, that guy he choked out is fighting again on Wednesday. What? <laughs> what? Dan Henry? Chris Fishko. Oh, no. Chris, was it? Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, was Danny Henry he choked out? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I thought it was Chris Fishgold because I was like, okay. All right. All right. I'm fucking. Yeah, crazy. I was gonna say there's no way he'd be. That would be crazy. But also, okay. I, think that. Illegal, I think illegal. I don't think they got allowed. Okay. Okay. Because Chris Fishgold's farting. All right. That, all right. I fucked okay. that up. No, no, I don't want that joke. All right. On Instagram. All right. All right. So this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, by the way, Gilbert Burns and Leon Edwards are going at it on Twitter, too. Um, Leon Edwards thinks that he should have the next title shot. Jake, you have to go. We have eight more minutes. Uh, yeah. I, got, I mean, I got a few. I got a few minutes, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the fight this week's. Calvin Qatar versus EJ. Uh, I thought EJ – or is it Ig? EJ. 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 Yeah. I, I thought Ige lost his last fight against Barboza. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I gave it to Barboza. At the same time, it is Barboza. Calvin Guitar is coming off a huge win um, over uh, Jeremy Stevens. Knocked him out. Who do we like in this fight? Greg Wilson. I like Ige. I actually didn't think he lost that last fight. I thought he looked really good. I like Ige in this one. Jake? Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a great fight. I, I really like Ige, too, personally. He's a great guy, super nice guy. Um, that's a tough fight. It's, it's a big step up for him too in competition. I think that uh, this, you know, being in a main event too. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Ige with the upset. You think Qatar is a step up over Barboza? Well, I, I'm just saying, you know, you're in the main event spotlight. Let's don't forget that either. You know what I mean? That's that's a different atmosphere. But yeah, not technically no. Barboza is a scary dude as well. I just think, you know, now the lights on you. You're the main event now. The you know you're the you're the last one on the card. It's a little different position to be in. Uh, it's a five rounder too, even though it's not a championship it because it's a closer. It's a five rounder. Yeah. Meanwhile, right? you know, you know what's crazy? Ellenberger is the reason they made five rounders <laughs> because oh yeah, right. he fought Diego Sanchez event ever in Omaha, yeah. and Ellenberger won the first two. They gave Diego the third, and everyone was like, everyone wanted to see a fourth round, and there was no fourth round. So they're like, fuck it. For now on. All main events are five rounds. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it had only been championship fights up until then. Yeah, and then right. they were like, either championship or just if it's the main event. Then so, Jake, if you would have beat fucking Diego that last round, you would have actually – there'd be no – it would still be three rounders. This is your fault, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you know, they were they – were, they, were they wanted to change the whole uh, – you know, I, I get the whole title fight, five rounds. Or 25 minutes is ridiculous. But you got to understand, people, as a fighter, your approach changes too. Three minutes – three rounds – you can push yourself really hard. You know, look at Jose Aldo. I think he can, beat, he can beat anybody in three rounds. Anybody. But for me, it was like, you know, I remember that fight. Uh, I remember every round of that fight. It was like I pushed myself to the max every round of that fight. And it's like, I, of course, you're not going to do that if you're like, I'm not going to just empty the tank when you know you have 25 minutes. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that, that was – because, right, I remember at that point it was just – world title fights and then 
that main event, they were like, this will be the, everyone's, you know, I'm getting all this criticism. Yeah, 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 what a kid, but fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't have, you don't sprint. You don't sprint in a fight that's going to be 25 minutes, but give me three rounds and I'm going to, I'm going to push the pedal, put the, put the foot on the gas. You know what I'm saying? You've you really let it go, Jake. It seems like you're really like, you're at peace with it. Uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also on this card, Tim Elliott versus Ryan Benoit. Or is it Benoit or Benoit? I, I never know, but it was like uh, Benoit. Benoit. Uh, Tim Elliott's. I love Tim Elliott. He's a good dude, and he always damns me these jokes that are too fucked up for him to put because it's management. So I I say them sometimes. But um, <laughs> he's a funny dude. He's on a three fight skid though, three fight losing streak. He's got to win this fight. Yeah. Uh, I think he can do it though. I do. You guys. Yeah, I do. Uh, he has sure. not really looked good in his past few fights, dude. Not at all. But it's weird because we saw him, we saw what he's capable of doing with Demetrius Johnson, Johnson in that fight. It's just ever since that fight, he hasn't really put it on anybody else like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's very bizarre, this Tim Elliott story. Uh, and then, uh, all right, you guys, Jake, Greg? It's going to be a fun fight. I mean, uh, that the, both guys are talented. I, I, I'm definitely uh, – Lean, I'm leaning towards Elliot though. I, I think he's a he's a stud. I've seen him train. Uh, seen him train quite a bit, but we'll see if he's in the right headspace. I think he gets it done. Do you have a whole new respect for these guys now that you moved to Vegas and you see that these guys train? Uh, well, I wouldn't say a new respect, but I mean, you know, you, you can see their work ethic and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, you know, you just getting to see him firsthand and kind of meet him and know the personality and their story definitely. One respect. of my favorite things ever was when Cody McKenzie, Greg, kept asking Jake to train. And he didn't, but he didn't want to join a gym membership. So Jake's like, all right, I'll train with you. So they go in their front yard with boxing gloves and they do live sparring. And Good people story. are like, and they, they live in like a fucking, like a community, like a suburbs. So just Jake and Cody McKenzie are fucking knocking each other out in the front yard with boxing gloves. <laughs> and people are driving by going, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> exactly. That's some Florida shit right there. That is, yeah. uh... <laughs> Good for you. We had one of those like cheap two inch mats, you know, in in his garage, and like he wants to wrestle, and I'm like, bro, wrestle on that, and then you know, front yard sparring. But hey, you, you got to respect the guy. He's willing to he's willing to go. He's willing to train wherever. All right. Fuck yeah, it's pretty All dope. Right. Uh, also on this card, Abdul Razak Asahi, who fought your brother, uh, fought Joe Ellenberger. No, no. Oh, according – really? Is there a John Ellenberger? A John? I'm... It says he beat Joe Ellenberger. He, he also knocked out Nico Price. Uh, Is it possible that there's another family named Ellenberger? Uh, well, no. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> they might not all be directly related. I mean, he could just be a different Ellenberger. Uh, according, according to uh, – MMA junkie, he fought your brother. No, that's that's J O S. The first name is Joss, and the last name is Eichelberger. J O S. Oh. oh, it says Ellenberger. Oh, oh. Really? Oh, Josh Eichelberger. Oh, who the fuck is Josh Eichelberger? It's not even Josh. It's just Joss. Oh, 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 sorry, Jake. Uh, somebody pretending. And like MMA roasted. We do the deep dive before our show. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, yeah. this guy is 10 and 1. He knocked out Nico Price in yeah. one round, uh, which is pretty damn good. He only has one loss, which is a split decision to Omari Akhmedov. He beat Sabah Homasi twice in a row. Why do they keep having these guys fight the same guys? That's a little weird. Both, both in the first round. Uh, yeah. and, he's, and he's fighting Munir Lazes. I, I see a lot of these guys on this card are brave fighters. Uh, they fought in the Brave organization, which was with Bubba Jenkins fought in that, which is yeah. Bahrain. But those fights this, are a little, a little strange. Um, this so, is his uh, debut. Yeah, they have a lot of a lot of debut guys from Brave coming over. Maybe because it's right there, you know, uh, in the Middle East, and they don't have to maybe quarantine as much or yada yada. I know uh, on this card, Jared Good, Jared Gordon, who I like a lot. He's a guy that uh, former drug addict, heroin addict. Um, his whole Adam, Adam, I hate to. I'm sorry. I gotta dip out. You guys, thank you so much. I love them. And right. roasted Jacob. Good to see you, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, right. uh, wing dog, and of course, Adam. Thank you, guys. You guys take care, man. Have a good Me one. Too. 
All right, all right. Last thing I'm going to say, Jake, because I got to get your point on this. So Jared Gordon, the guy, great guy, uh, former drug addict, big time, almost died of heroin, came back. He, he's a uh, great fighter. His whole corner, I guess Rufus Sport, tested positive for COVID. So now, uh, what's his name? Who uh, Paul Felder is going to be commentating on the card. Stop commentating. He's going to coach him for his fight and then go back to commentating. So that's awesome. That's is it cool. awesome or is it, I mean, is he going to ref too and be the ring girl and possibly step in again? I mean, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, how important is your corner in there, Jake? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> it, it, it's tough. It, I guess it, everybody's different. Like everyone responds differently too. So it's, it's one of those things like for some people, the corner's huge for some people. You know, I got remember guys like Matt Linlin and Randy. You, they don't even need a corner because you know what I mean. They walk in and then there's nothing you're going to say that's going to change their mindset and their. But uh, it just depends the fighter, man. I mean, I know some guys who would literally be like throwing up before fights, and if they didn't have someone in their ear, there's no way they would get past a round. But uh, have you ever that, had a corner change your fight, or you might have lost if you hadn't had the corner? No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it, again, I think it's just it, words of encouragement uh, and people reinforcing what you do well. Because you know, when you're tired, you know your mind's spinning and it's hard to focus. Did Edmund like, head movement to you while you were fighting, or no, Coach? What's Edmund, that? Did Coach Edmund yell head movement uh, to you while you were fighting, or no? I know that that's his big thing. Did, did he ever uh, say it to you? Well, so I think with. Uh, you know, for me, it's not that big of a deal to be on the the, the, corner, the corner because I mean, again, they they reinforce some good things, but you know, God forbid, in a corner encourages their fighter when they say they're done. Yeah, you know, we have to have you want to you would want to show some encouragement and show. How about that one guy that you had that had like, I don't know if he had he was like a weapons training guy and he was yelling incoming during your fights and <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about the guy that was like explosions yeah. and he was like. How about was that guy a good cornerman? Uh yeah, well, yeah, he had some good stuff. He he was a uh, he was an interesting guy, but like, uh, he was like giving you guns during the fight and stuff. He was like giving you like like weapon. I know your brother was fighting with him during one of the fights. Like, did you did you ever have to break up their fight? <laughs> no, no, there were there were some words exchanged, but hey, you know we're uh, we're all looking for the same outcome, so. <laughs> That's true. That's good. I, I know as a wrestling coach, I've had to yell at my other coaches sometimes to be like, because they're yelling you know one thing, I'm yelling another. I'm like, guys, shut up. No offense. I'm the head coach. You know? It even, like, I would even, that's a perfect example because I think guys who have wrestled and you really learn that kind of self-reliance and you've been in matches by yourself, like, that's a very one-on-one, -on -one, very, very physical sport. Those guys don't need a lot of coaching. I mean, maybe reinforcing, again, reinforcing what you do well. Um, but people who've never really had, I guess, re really wrestled or, or kind of been learned that self-reliance in a competitive standpoint, um, they might, you know, their corner might mean more or might be uh, I got to say, more. at one point when I was a junior in high school, I was I lost like four matches in a row and I was defending state champ, whatever. And my coach and I had like an unhealthy relationship. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but it was just getting to the point where it was just not, we were not on good terms. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't come to the tournament because he had something, and it was the best I wrestled. And I, I think I would have, I did a lot better without him. Sure. And then he came back the next tournament, and I won, won, yada, yada. But sometimes, like, you almost want to prove your corner wrong or, or your head coach wrong yeah. by having him not there. Yeah. It's sometimes like those crazy wrestling dads that are like, want it more than their kid, and they're screaming. And it's like, uh, I, I see, I've seen it a lot in, in Nebraska when you're like, these, these, some of these kids will do a lot better without that pressure and all that shit from dad. You know what I mean? Oh, what are your thoughts on Pat Downey, by the way? Heard about him? Yeah, he's a stud. No, he's but you heard stud. about what happened to him uh, this week? No. no, what happened? So he was supposed to wrestle David Taylor on Flow Wrestling, but he got kicked oh. out. I guess he made some kind of disparaging comments about the Greco-Roman wrestling community, which is like, he said Greco's boring and yada yada, which that, but also about women's wrestling. And, oh. and Flow dropped him. Was it taken out of context? No, <laughs> it didn't seem like it was taken out of context at all. Yeah, I haven't read that yet, but I, I do know Pat, and he's a stud, but I, I don't I do comments. I mean, uh, but at the same time, it's like, I understand where they're coming from, but 
can't people have their own opinions? You know, like, I mean, what are we, I mean, plus a guy like that who's fucked up so much on, on like the list of fuck up Pat Downey. Right. Like, let, let's get a, you know, come on, man. You know? So, I know. Uh, I think anyway. too, in your guys' I mean, in the comedy scene, it's like people get so bent out of shape. It's like, isn't that what comedy is for? Sometimes your comedy is not for everybody. You know what I mean? But like why people like it, get rage and anger. It's like, or, or even, first of all, you, you don't have to go to the show. You don't have to listen to somebody, but it's like your guys' field, you make so many people laugh, whether, you know, it's yeah. a joke, things are funny, but people get, I, I never understood that. I never understood why people get so bent out of shape. You know, that's your job is to make people laugh. Stop, stop looking at comics to like be the voice of like, you know, uh, to, to, for like morality. That's not what we're here for. Right. Uh, and athletes too. Look, I want to watch Pat Downey wrestle. I don't really care about his thoughts on Greco-Roman <laughs> wrestling or, or female wrestling. I don't care. Fair I point, mean, yeah, exactly. If he's trying to, if he's hurting people, like if he's like, right. all Jews should die, then okay, fine, fuck him. You know, like, the, 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 but if he just, does, if he wants to have stupid opinions I don't agree with, I'm not, I'm not paying to hear Pat Downey's thoughts on politics or on, on gender issues. It's yep. just like, people just think that because someone's good at something that they're gonna be like, you know, brilliant when it comes to other shit. And it's just not the case. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thank, thank you, man. You Love having you back. I got so many people hitting me up saying, please get Jake whenever he's available. Jake was the best part of the podcast. We miss Let's Jake, see. we miss Jake. So, uh, so thank Let's you. Let's do it, man. For sure. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Wing Dog. That was a good one. Tune is on the hook, Jim Dorpotan. Tadas Totan Dorpotamoro. Tadas Totan Dorpotamoro.